And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created in We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crying in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! We'll get together, have a few laughs. Welcome to Iowa Talk Guys podcast. I'm your host, TP. I'm your host, Theo. And we're coming at you from our shack in our undisclosed location in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. That's right. It's planted and the corn is sprouting. Yes. So. Not my corn, but farmer's corn. Yeah, yeah. The GMO Monsanto corn. Well. And Pioneer. Yeah. All those other great companies. Cargo. Folks with some land, too. Anyways. We uh Iraq is not here this this recording this show because he's uh on the road being a rock star again. We regret to inform you, but yeah. that's a pretty cool reason for you know not yeah. being at the show. Can't blame the guy. Right. Well, we're, where are we starting in the night? Tonight we're we're bringing you a few updates and a few other things that we have mentioned talked about. Yeah. Well, I guess updates. We're bringing you some updates. Right. Maybe some new information unfolding on some other stuff that you might be interested in, because we are. Certainly. So, getting to the first one that uh, Theo here brought up. Yeah. Once again, this is Zero Hedge from uh, Tyler Durden. Little update on the Kremlin attack. Right. The, The headline reads, Former CIA officer says decision to drone attack Kremlin was made by... The United States. First, my gut told me that. Yeah. I'm not making accusations. Well, but some other people brought that up too. That was probably the U.S. um, So it wouldn't surprise me if decisions like that were made in and finalized within Washington, D.C. Or maybe even somewhere outside. Shocker. I mean. Langley. Yeah, but side note, uh, this story was originally authored by Paul Joseph Watson via Summit News. So the former CIA intelligence officer Larry Johnson says the decision to launch a drone attack on the Kremlin was made by the United States. The Wednesday attack, which was likely to have been targeting Russian President Vladimir Putin, which this would have been, uh, this is Friday, May 5th, 2023. So that would have been the attack happened on the 2nd of May. Yeah, it was stopped by electronic warfare systems, which disabled the drones before they could reach their target. Okay. Like I had said, I'm like, I don't 
I mean, I don't see how they could have actually got a drone sh- missile strike within there. Well, I would imagine that Russia has some pretty sophisticated sophisticated systems. technology uh, at or around the Kremlin. Yeah, we're not fighting the Soviet <laughs> Union apes. <laughs> no, I actually had a guy, I had a guy today tell me, and he he was from the the Desert Storm era. All right, all right, the Airborne. Okay, he that's was like. Well, all of our technology that we have can completely decimate China and Russia. I don't care how many troops they have. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think they've just been sitting around making trillions of dollars. Same with China off of selling cheap goods to the United States for the last freaking, what, 60 years? Well, I hate to break it to the gentleman you're speaking of, but you you don't have to have all that military technology you just have to have nukes that can reach places well that too or like <laughs> like we talked you you're you're a player yeah and like we talked about before on uh the tsunami weapon that allegedly north korea has right what would happen if you torpedoed a nuke in a certain place in the ocean off of the shoreline i bet bad shit off of the, both the sh- shorelines yeah It'd be like that Tool song, Better Learn to Swim. Learn to swim. Learn to swim. All right. I want to watch it all go down. Okay. So, uh, according to Johnson, this is back to the article. According to Johnson, the attack must have been spearheaded by the Biden administration and the U.S. military industrial complex because decisions on such attacks are made not in Kiev, but in Washington. Washington should understand clearly that we know this, Johnson told reporters. Also on a side note, hey, it was former CIA and all other intel agents that signed the uh, Russiagate document yeah, and the Hunter Biden laptop. So just keep that in mind. I was actually just looking something up on that. There is a picture of the Clinton press release in 2015 or 16, whenever it was about the Russiagate shit, because that's come out now. Yeah. The Durham report. And And it was absolute bullshit that Donald Trump had and Moscow anything to do with anything to do with each other right i'm sorry my gut and a lot of other people's guts served us right on this but remember how many people wanted him to hang right for it and what i'm saying is that without that, even having the full amount of evidence that release of from the clinton administration when mm-hmm. it was when it was a campaign and these were the, yeah these were when they these this was when they were presidential candidates I would so en- if that's not smearing somebody. I would encourage everybody else to look this up. Yeah. We'll have to that, do another show when Iraq's here about it. That was authored by none other than Jake Sullivan, who we who? know from the Biden administration as, I believe, some sort of national security advisor. Yeah. Jacob Jeremiah Sullivan is an American political advisor who currently serves as the United States National Security Advisor to former Vice President Joe Biden. He was previously Director of Policy to President Barack Obama, National Security Advisor to then Vice President Biden and Deputy Chief of Staff to Secretary Hillary Clinton. Dude making direct decisions on the war in Ukraine. 
and policy. Who is this guy? Some college boy? Somebody that leaked or didn't leak, but put forth absolute garbage to try to derail a presidential candidate. I don't care who yeah. it is. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I don't it care is. who it is. It really it doesn't matter if it was Trump or if it was freaking Gary and, Johnson. It doesn't matter. And it was all lies. It's all bullshit. Yeah. And they did that trying to slander yeah. the their <laughs> presidential you, trying to competitor. persuade the American people yes. with lies yes. to not vote for, in this case, Donald Trump. Just like they did with the Biden laptop, where they said that, that was a Russian hoax, turned out to be all true, but they, they kept that under wraps saying that that was a Russian hoax and had all these intelligence officers uh, sign off on it. And turns out that was, oh, yeah, everything in there was real. I suppose. And they, they said they, they suppressed that because of what? The election. I suppose the only people listening to our podcast that whose gut didn't tell them that the Clintons are evil at that time. Yeah. I suppose the only people listening to our podcast who didn't know that are some sort of tech watchers. Listening in on us to, to figure out what our content. <laughs> yeah, I'm is sure most like of that. our fans already because knew this no, you we know this. Yeah, this is no, maybe this we is should incredible. Do some specials for people that don't know that you, people can share with. So now somebody's you know. sending billions of dollars. A, a man responsible for sending billions of dollars to Ukraine released a phony story. Mm. Yes, in a presidential campaign. So yep, nothing to see here, folks. Well, getting back to this article, it said the attack, which Ukraine denied, was involved in. It was involved in, which they did. Zelensky came out right away and was like, we did not attack them. I was too busy doing other things, not attacking Russia. Yeah. yeah. No way. We fight on Ukrainian soil. Yeah. They bring fight to us. Right. So... Even though he's been calling to take attacks to Russia for, <laughs> for yeah, a long but, time, he's been asking it, for weapons, all the weapons he can get. To it, when it came down to it, he's like, no, no, no. He's been asking for all the weapons he can get to attack them. Well, so, because he's yeah. getting his ass kicked. Well, I wouldn't do this. On, when it's an attack on the Kremlin, yeah, I'd be That's fucking true, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, did not, yeah. I did not send a team into Russia through Siberia yeah. with drones to set off in a disclosed location with lots of land. To, you know, there, there I, I would never of, do that. There were lots of dialogues, emails, and text messages about Snow White at that point, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to add the. <laughs> I bet I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> His fucking eyes should look like a meme. Oh yeah, would you be a soldier fighting on the front line? That's why he laughed and was geeking out when he was like, because <laughs> he's thinking, "Fuck no, no, I, I played mean, the piano with my yeah. penis. <laughs> I have things to do." <laughs> Anyways, but the olive drab sweater is nice, but. Get, once again, getting back to the, getting back to the article, this is a quote from the state department, the former State Department official. It didn't cause significant damage. It being the drone attack, the psychological impact, though, there are people that disagree on this. My view is that this is going to galvanize Russia, not create fear or discontent or division. Yup. 
I could see that happening. Yeah. You, could you imagine that happening in your in your city? Oh my gosh, dude! Imagine dude, I would be. Imagine <laughs> if I don't live in the just, city, but okay. What if? Yeah. Okay. Let me finish this quote. Yeah. There are others who believe that by doing this, it is going to portray Russia as weak and create internal problems. I simply note that the reactions of former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, as well as members of the Duma, they are livid. They are outraged and calling for escalatory retaliation against Ukraine. Yeah, I think the Duma is like the parliament. Okay. So I think in many respects, this backfired on the former State Department. <laughs> so, yeah, that you was bet the, your ass. I would ha- have to agree with what that. What happened Just on like 9-11? Everything else, yes. How pissed were you? At, exactly. For those of you alive, listen to that. Think and just, I mean, everybody, the churches were all filled up the next day. Some, everybody was standing for the flag. There was none least, of this. At least in the days after, it's so like somebody needs to fucking die. Yeah, everybody was pissed and wanted <laughs> to just kill people. What the f- it's the we adapt we we adopted that pink floyd said that's the english way i think yeah. it's the american, the american way, way yeah because we oh, took over the empire we kick somebody's ass we need to stop somebody's dick into the dirt right now yeah toby keith made really bad songs about it and stuff. yeah we're gonna kick your ass or whatever we'll put a boot in your ass it's the american way I would imagine that Russia was galvanized. Would I would you say be? They would be united, yes. So getting back to what I was about to say in the middle of that quote that we were saying, imagine the shoe being on the other foot, and we were Washington, D.C. I was, gonna, I was actually going to ask, like, what, are, what, what does Russia's amphibious forces look like? Because I would imagine that the, the United States would want to, like, land Marines. And, uh, dro- yeah. and drop in soldiers behind them. Especially when they're like, oh, it was Russia that did this? Yeah. All right, we're, we're, here's the war we've been talking about. And they'd start the 60s, wrapping up or 40s. anybody with links to Russia you like bet. they did back in the 40s. Yeah, wrapping them up. By wrapping <laughs> them up, you mean wrapping them up. It like de- with a tarp <laughs> on the ground and shit. Wow. Yeah, however which way they find deemable. I mean, especially after the creation of the Patriot Act, dude. Enemies of the state. Any Russian. Any Russians considered terrorists. I would hate... Any American looking at seditious material will be liquidated. Watching any videos coming out of Ukraine-Russia war. Yeah. You're going to a work camp. If you see it any other way, there's no room for opinion. Or if they get their way with a CBDC slash UBC. They already prepped y'all for it. They already prepped everybody for it, right? A universal basic income that the government's going to take care of you. Gonna have to be trying to uh, work in some black market type of currency then. Food, tomatoes. Tell you what, tomatoes could be currency in Iowa. How about we got to grow a shitload of tomatoes? We got to figure out how to can these things. How about yeah, we got trade cans and shit. (laughs) Uh, Tomatoes are easy, man. Tomato juice. I got five pounds of tomatoes. Homegrown tomato juice is the best. Oh, oh, homegrown tomato. Here's what I vote for a currency. Toenail clippings. Let's figure out a way. You know what? You're on to something, dude. Let's do it. It's like the Fed, except modest. Right. Toenail. That's a horrible. And, I mean, if you have a bigger family, you're going to have a bigger income. There you go. Right? 
I mean, have eighteen you, kids again. Your toenails only grow for a certain amount. You know, yeah. We'll have to figure out a way. Depending on the length, that's how much they're worth. Right? Incentive to keep the, them the length trimmed. and the thickness. <laughs> Incentive to keep them trimmed. People will have a lot cleaner feet, probably. Yeah. yeah. You bet. Wow. How the hell? I know. I saw that in Jeez. the cartoon when I was growing up. Anyways. We're like 19 minutes into this thing, and all right. Oh. <laughs> We're talking about using toenail clippings yeah. as currency. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway. There's only one place you're going to get that, I guess. Yeah, and getting back to the article again, Johnson added that the attack smacked of desperation and was an attempt to provoke Russia into a major escalation, quote, to get the United States more deeply involved in this conflict, unquote. I mean, yeah, it could have been uh, Russia, you know, a psyop. They did it to themselves, but I mean, I mean, wouldn't put, I wouldn't put that past DC doing that. Could be, right? Yes, I. You know, if DC had some type of drone attack, and how could you put that past them? They, they would, to- they would get every everybody would. There'd be no more people dancing on flags, probably. Why is it always Russia? They want to destabilize Russia. This has been going on What since is the largest country on the face of the planet? What country has still has the most untapped resources? Mother Russia. <laughs> this is why I don't think people understand. What? How strong they are. Yeah, they don't. They are incredibly and strong. They've been enemy number one since... The end of World War II. They might have been vulnerable to China. Guess what? Maybe they still are, but... Mm, I don't know. They have some incentive to work together now. And they have been. We've talked about that on previous shows. Absolutely. Go back and listen to our previous episodes. This is poor gamesmanship on the American, I guess, people. I think this is what happens on the government. I think this is what happens when you get drunk on power, maybe. Well... And people don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you give them circuses and bread, there you go. You said, yeah, you said that recently, and it's it's true. Circuses and bread. Yeah. Make the you know what? Let's double the killings at the Coliseum. <laughs> Fill them full of wine. Put more porno out on the internet. Yes, absolutely. Put more visual stimulating superhero movies out on the big screens make them bow their head to their phone mm-hmm. so much to the point your real god where their people's necks my Cairo was telling me this people have started growing are Hops. elongating yeah like bone like calcium buildup has created bone poles on the back of their heads where all these tendons and stuff and everything are pulling. That makes me hurt just thinking about that. I know. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, people, they're growing up with their heads down like that in their phone. And Now it makes me want to get a flip phone. Right. Get one from the kids, too. Yeah, no shit. Anyway. Shall we move on? Not a good move. Yeah. Not, so, a, not yeah, a good move. Just pretty much sum up that article. Not the greatest move on the United States. Just like... You know, Nord Stream 2 attack probably wasn't the greatest, greatest move. And another not great move, I mean, not to mention the uh, sanctions they put on them, but 
Probably another not great move is uh, getting involved in the conflict in Sudan. Or starting it from the beginning. Oops. Or something like that. No, dude. I don't know. The United States wouldn't do that. No, absolutely. The United they States would. government wouldn't. Come on. They would. So we're bringing you another one from Zero Hedge. My VPN informed me that they're, uh, it's a dangerous website. Super dangerous. This is May 11, 2023 which was a Thursday, by the way. The 2023 conflict in Sudan, a visual primer. Really what it is is, yeah, it's a map. It shows all sorts of interesting mappy stuff. It starts off, the African nation of Sudan has been in the headlines as intense fighting has rocked the country. Yeah, so Victoria Newland visited the place, didn't she? Not too long ago. Yeah. If I remember correctly. That's right. I'll find something. Don't have an article pulled up. I'll put a clip in. All right. An image of a timeline has been circulating Twitter, alleging that Victoria Newland visited Sudan to, quote, discuss democracy, unquote, on March 9, 2023. However, according to a statement on March 4, 2023, on the State Department's website, under Secretary of State for Political Affairs, Victoria Newland, traveled to Manila, Philippines, and Tokyo, Japan, March 6 through the 9th, 2023. Although, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, posted a tweet on April 11, 2023 stating, quote, I spoke with Sovereign Council Chair General Abdel Fattah al-Buran, Today to highlight U.S. support for Sudanese democratic aspirations and to urge the swift formation of a civilian-led transitional government, unquote. So that's a good indicator at this point that something really bad is going to happen. Like, uh, I don't know, the fucking angel of death has showed up or something and your entire country is about to collapse into chaos. That was long-winded. <laughs> but not really. As explosions echo through Khartoum, Africa's sixth largest urban area, many around the world are left wondering how the conflict escalated to this point. Here are five things to know. Number one. Two generals have been sharing power since a coup in 2021. The first general is Abel, uh, General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan. Baran, he leads the Sudanese army. General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo leads... A.K.A. Hamidi. 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 Yeah, it's very good. Good. Who leads the rapid support forces? Paramilitary group. So they're paramilitary. Probably like their police force. Outside of the framework, I guess. Yeah, that's their SS. Their version. Well, I wouldn't say that, but like it's probably set up that way, you know. Paramilitary, like you said. So there was a power sharing deal. That was supposed to be temporary, right? Uh, according to this article from Zero Hedge. And... Uh, an eventual transition to a civilian-led democracy. That's weird when you get two alpha males with narcissistic egos. On a continent that is notorious for people that try to dominate an entire country. All the time. 
that the CIA <laughs> somehow gets involved. And American with. NGOs have been working on since World War II. I, sorry. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Number two. Fighting broke out around the country in mid-April with Khartoum becoming a major flashpoint. Flames billowed over the Khartoum airport and the city's military headquarters was reduced to a burned-out husk. Sounds intense. I bet that wasn't cool. Number three. As violence began to grip Sudan's largest city, there was an exodus of foreign officials and citizens. In one particularly dramatic scene at the U.S. Embassy, nearly 100 people were escorted onto an aircraft by Navy SEALs and flown to nearby Djibouti. Djibouti. Which is an intense place. I think the French... Djibouti. The French colonized Djibouti. Yeah, I believe Uh, so. I believe the Legion still has like... French po- Foreign Legion. Posts and train training there. And yeah, whatnot. U.S. Marines go there, cross-train with Djibouti. Well, I would imagine that 120 degrees in the sun sucks anywhere, and especially training the way that they do. Yeah. It probably is horrible. Number four. There have been a number of ceasefire agreements so far, but they've done little to stem the intense fighting, which is pretty... Pretty... Like, Normal, I guess, for Africa once again. I mean, with the warlord fights that throughout at forever, keeping that place from developing, and it's in in really? how how much how much of it? Well, th- there are so many geographical reasons why certain parts of Africa can't be developed. Okay, there's no way that you are going to develop the Congo River like the no. Mississippi. Yeah, the elevation drop is too much. It's just, <laughs> that is a raging river that drops thousands upon thousands of feet. Right. But but it's also been at war <laughs> for a long forever. ass time. Yeah. And, it, you know, if you can destabilize everything, you can dominate it. And Absolutely. I think somebody's been doing that. And extort it. You bet. Exploit uh, it. Absolutely. Number five. The stream of refugees fleeing the violence continues to grow. There is growing concern that this conflict will cause further instability in the region. As most of Sudan's neighbors have their own stories with recent conflict and many areas are facing food insecurity. Hmm. Well, guess what? Usually it happens in Sudan every so often. And Sudan is... They're the third largest nation in Africa, uh, 16th largest nation in the world. And, yeah, if the United States government actually cared about hungry people and not dominating the globe, Hmm. one or two aircraft carriers would cure a hell of a lot of hunger. I believe, like, a Nimitz-class aircraft carrier can, uh, like, operate on, like, 55,000... Or fifty five hundred people at one time, or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it's fifty five hundred. Yeah. Well, I not I mean, to mention floating cities. Yeah, not to mention building the thing. Right. Right. I mean, building the thing is has to be enormously expensive. We don't have the figures up. It's billions upon imagine. billions yeah. of dollars. Right. And uh, and then to operate it, 
My goodness. And what do we have, like 14, 12, 14? So they don't care about Sudan. No. And helping the people. That's unfortunate. It really is. I mean, the Nile runs through part of that country, I believe. Does it? Uh, the rivers meet midway through the country, and the Nile River flows northward, eventually reaching Egypt. So, at one point, I mean, there were great nations around this Oh, area. absolutely. Ethiopia. Yeah. South Kingdom. Ethiopia's been actually talking about damming the Nile, and uh, I think that really Egypt has got to the point where they're like, that would be a declaration of war. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be killing us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be rough. And that's another thing that's still fought over in that area region and still will always well, it, be is water. It's obviously not developed in Africa um, or in Ethiopia and the Sudan like it is in Egypt, right? Right. So, but it, I mean, this is only going to affect 43 million people. Oh, well, this is such a displeasure that this has to happen to 43 million people but it has to happen i mean but why is it happening though because the world is a chessboard to some people and you know 43 million lives isn't and it's all of this is totally preventable right uh, yeah absolutely and it doesn't have to I mean, happen so somebody is making it happen and I, I, Africa could have been developed a long time ago if if uh, secret forces hadn't been exploiting it for hundreds of years, trying to help it, which like the Chinese have been doing, right? Yeah, running ports Hold and on. whatnot. CIA activities in Sudan. You just search that. Yeah. Good. All right. So this is an April seventeenth Reuters article. What is happening in Sudan? Fighting in Khartoum Explained by Aidan Lewis. It says a conflict in Sudan that erupted on April 15th has killed hundreds of people, driven more than 100,000 people to flee across the borders and displaced hundreds of thousands inside the country where many already relied on international aid before fighting began. What triggered the violence? Tension had been building for months between Sudan's army and the paramilitary rapid support forces. Like, like which we, we mentioned. Yeah. Which together toppled a civilian government in an October 2021 coup. And then, yeah, the, the friction between the two has brought those two to basically having a almost a civil war. It said when fighting broke out, both sides blamed the other for prov provoking violence. The That's army accused usually the way it goes. The RSF of illegal mobilization in proceeding days, and the RSF, as it moved on key strategic sites in Khartoum, said that the army had tried to seize full power and a plot with Bashir loyalists. It's on the Red Sea, right? So what's its role? What's the role of international actors? There's a lot that it could do economically. It could play uh, on, into on the, yeah, the Red Sea. The competition for influence in the region between Russia and the United States. Of course. And, and between regional powers who you have bet. quartered different actors in Sudan. Yeah. And it says, what's the role of international actors? 
Western powers, including the United States, had swung behind a transition towards democratic elections following Bashir's overthrow. They suspended financial support following the coup, then backed the plan for the new transition and a civil government. So tried putting somebody in? Yeah. That's what that, that sounds, sounds like, like to me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Energy-rich powers, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, or the UAE, also have sought to shape events in Sudan, seeing the transition away from Bashir's rule as a way to roll back Islamist, Islamist influence and bolster stability in the region. Huh. So, so. Apparently, Russia had been seeking to build a naval base on the Red Sea while, while several UAE companies have been signing up to invest. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to develop that place. Apparently, both the generals developed close ties to Saudi Arabia after sending troops to participate in the Saudi-led operation in Yemen. And Hamiti also struck up relations with other foreign powers, including the UAE and Russia. Yeah, it's hmm. a good article. I like the map, too. The infographic. China is going to build a road to that place and exploit the living hell out of it. Probably in a more efficient and, uh, how should I say it, less aggressive manner than col- colonization of past. Well, apparently Bashir had some pretty decent relationships with the United States government. Because after 9-11, the 9-11 Commission report ousted Al-Qaeda and, cooperate, and the Saudi government cooperated with the U.S. against such groups while simultaneously involving itself in human rights abuses in Darfur. Darfur? Darfur. I think that's a... Anyways, that was back in the early 2000s. Yeah, that's a, that was a place that the trust fund kids were enjoying raising a bunch of money for instead of sending their own if i remember correctly yeah hmm. interesting anyways apparently they, they were heavily involved in there in like 2005 so just like with anything else you can go look that up with like anything else defer sudan once you get in bed with the cia boom so it makes sense that there was a coup that they wanted to get just like what happened in iran with the shah back in the 80s right yeah i'm gonna chop your ass down damn like george washington as tp would say exactly so very interesting and unfortunate for those people really very unfortunate know what else is unfortunate what I think I called it one episode that I don't I I don't really fully trust Elon Musk liked what he was doing with some stuff but oh yeah who knows what he's going to do So I I want to get into this a little bit here This is a Washington Post article by Kelsey Ablos and Sarah Ellison it was uh May 12th 2023 saying who is Linda Yakarino Yakarino. She 
CEO of Twitter, Yak Reno. Yak. Yak. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Yak, 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 yak. yak. All right, who is Linda Yaccarino, Elon Musk's pick for Twitter CEO? Business lady. Yeah. NBC Universal CEO at one point in time. Yeah, let's see. Says, after months leading Twitter, the company's owner, Elon Musk, has tapped NBC Universal ad sales chief, Linda Yaccarino, to take the reins as CEO. NBC announced her departure from the company Friday morning, Thursday evening, a source familiar with the matter told the Post that the two were in advanced talks about the position. Yeah, I can bring advertisements in. You betcha. You darn rats can. You're going to have to clean it up, though. So that was the 12th was a Friday. So that, yeah, when this article came out. The choice for Yaccarino, a longtime media industry insider, could signal a change at the ailing micro-blogging platform and prove a relief to its advertisers, many of whom left Twitter after Musk took control. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Is it because she's tied to the WEF? Yeah, I we're going to get into that. I mean, she's by, a lapdog for by the By tied to yeah. it, I mean, like, attends everything. Like, in bed with them. Yeah, absolutely. Sleeping with them, yeah. yeah. Twitter has laid off roughly three-quarters of its staff, and users have complained about outages and shift in atmosphere amid sweeping must-led changes. Wow, because people aren't having their posts stifled. Yeah, it's going to be a change in atmosphere. Yeah, no shit. You dumbass. We're probably not going to have a Twitter account. Here's the thing. If you don't like what you're seeing, divert your eyes, unless it's something like, you know, heinous, like no. child pornography or Destroy whatever. them. Yeah, destroy them. And they get, must be gone. And get rid of them. I can't look away because I still know it's there. Send them to the gulag. Yeah. Turn big rocks into hey, little rocks. Hey, there aren't fences. <laughs> there yeah. are no balls. There are no chains. Where are you going to go? <laughs> You're in the middle of Siberia. Right. And it's negative 30. Or, in our case, probably Nevada or Arizona somewhere. Yeah, the heat. Right. So Yaccarino is chairman or was chairman of Global Advertising and Partnership at NBC Universal, where she oversees 2,000 workers on a team that has generated more than $100 billion in ad sales, according to her profile on the company's website. Her team has forged partnerships with Apple News, BuzzFeed, Snapchat, and Twitter, among others. Word of her talks with Musk came at a potentially awkward time as Yaccarino is scheduled to address major NBC Universal clients on Monday at the company's upfront an event intended to attract advertisers. Maybe she'll show up and be like, you should advertise on Twitter. I'm leaving by NBC. Just walks out. That would be cool. But I bet but, it's going to be a marrying of... Twitter into the mainstream media marketplace. Yeah. And I like how these uh, authors say some of Musk's fans have zeroed in on Yaccarino's work with the World Economic Forum, an organization of political power brokers and global business leaders that Musk has criticized as a sign that she will return Twitter to its old ways 
or tamp down on Musk's free speech initiatives. At the World Economic Forum at the WEF, which promotes globalization and hosts the annual Davos Forum, she serves as chairman on the task force on the future of work and sits on the committee for media, entertainment, and culture, according to her LinkedIn profile. It's just out there. All while Tucker Carlson just got a show on Twitter. We hadn't mentioned that yet. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. I mean, haven't even talked to you about it. Yet. No, yeah. But I, I don't see Wow. It. Yeah. This is like, you talk about bizarro world. Well, our last episode with Davey, you just got to laugh at this shit. Like, right. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> exactly, dude. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> this is. <It's laughs> yeah. Task force on the do? future of work yeah. and sits on the committee of media, entertainment, and culture. Hmm. And culture. Because well, she's going to use there media. There are highly educated people use, that define culture for mm, us. Right. Because we're uncultured thank, swine. Thank you. Yes. Love it. Well, and they're going to use media. They're going to entertain us with media to mold our culture. You know what one of the biggest tragedies of American culture is? Is that it became so homogenized. It's that we we let brands like McDonald's mm. take us over and unite us. And Burger King. As opposed to... Have it your unique way. Unique stuff that happens, you know, in your specific region. Like, you know, one thing that is interesting about Europe, or not to toot their horn or something like that, but every different place, every town and whatnot is uniquely different. Not that I've been there. Oh, yeah. I've no, it, they're really cool. Yeah. I've yeah. Been you know a what lot I mean? Of them. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, we lost that with those with those big big businesses, McDonald's, Walmart. Wow, you know, people they're shutting down a lot of them now. So, well, because people are just running in and smashing shit. Yeah, well, and they can't find workers allegedly. And well, AI can do that for them. Yeah, there for the most part, robots that can do that stuff. But people be real happy to get a job at Walmart that's, soon. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. So, getting back to this article. Said in 2018, Yakarina was appointed by President Donald Trump to serve a two-term, a two-year term, on his Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition as Ad Council Chair. Hmm. So, as Ad Council Chair, Yakarino also uh, partnered with the Biden White House in 2021 to create a coronavirus vaccine campaign featuring Pope Francis. That's very scary. That's very scary. I mean, that just, that's why, I don't know. Well, I that, wouldn't say scary, that, but. It weirds me out. How about that? Not scary. It's uh, But it weirds me out. I mean, she, yeah. How about she's, you? That's, it's just, <laughs> it's a game to these folks. This is <laughs> That was a great song by it's Sepultura, gonna, by yeah. the way. By who? Sepultura. Yeah, propaganda. Propaganda. Live, live. All right. I can hear it now. Anyways, so on that note about the whole creating a coronavirus vaccine campaign. He is in America. 
our fellow Americans. Frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. Now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> this is not about freedom or personal choice. No, screw your freedom. People who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated? That's psychotic. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're the unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals. We're overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units, leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis. You schmuck. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. F them, f their freedom. I want my. That was a clip by the Free Thought Project on their Instagram. But I just seen that today and that reminded me of that. Just don't forget. Yeah, it's troubling. These people are disturbed. Well, I don't know what they are. They're either incredibly stupid, disturbed psychopaths, or I don't know. What do you think they are? Both. Those are my options. They're both. They're, it's crazy. I mean, that one dude, what was his name? The crisp gosh i forgot it already that asshole that was on cnn and got fired and in the early days of the pandemic he was having that house built out on long island oh yeah it was cuomo cuomo chris cuomo what a jackass he's having a fucking house built out on long island right away from the city and some biker <laughs> rides up to him Says something about, hey, aren't you in like COVID quarantine? I don't want some jack loser, fat tire biker um, to be able to pull over uh, and get in my face and in my space and talk to me. I don't want to hear it. Hey, no. I don't need some fat tired biker telling me, okay, what I can and can't do. Even though I can tell you. This dude told the American people he was sick, right? I have COVID-19. What, you guys never played I, hooky before? I've been down in the basement. I'm doing the show, as you know, in my basement in COVID containment. Oh, yeah. I remember that shit. I finally I broke my fever. I, I'm putting the lotion on its skin. <laughs> It was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. It was a bunch of bullshit. Like he's outside. Like the president of Ukraine. Scotch and shit. Like the president of Ukraine. It's a bunch of actor bullshit. Yeah. And hey. Shocker. Folks. Folks. You're only going to find a few good people in your life. Well, here's the <laughs> other thing. Why and why are you trusting anybody on television unless you personally know the individual? Why? Really? They don't know you. They don't really yeah. care about you. This is a job. Really good people are so few and far between. For and real. It's. And and we've already We're had all it sinful. proven time and time again. We're all sinful. People, right? Most people will do anything, anything for a paycheck. Yeah. You know. So. Healthcare. Yeah. So that's coming down the pipeline for Twitter. Oh, yak. Areno. Yak. Arena. Yak, yak, yak. Sorry. Well, Trump hired her. So she yeah. must be good. Duh. Not necessarily. Trump made a lot of bad hires, if you remember correctly. Yeah. I know I did. Because 
It haunted him after he left office. Wow. He did a lot of firing, too. You're fired. Let's go. You're uh, fired. Goodness. Okay. Well, last one for the for the show, I think. This one, I think it's pretty important, and there's only two options. There's only two outcomes here on this one. This one's brought to us by Raw Story. Oh, yeah. David Edwards. This is May 14th, 2023. Headline reads, we can't track down the informant. James Comer says he lost top witness in Biden investigation. He lost his top witness? What? Mm, apparently. Representative James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, revealed on Sunday that Republicans had lost track of a top witness in the investigation of President Joe Biden and his family. During an interview on Fox News, host Maria Bartiromo asked Comer about evidence he had of Biden's alleged corruption. Quote, you have spoken with whistleblowers. Quote, she noted. You also spoke with an informant who gave you all of this information. Where is that informant today? Where are these whistleblowers? Well, unfortunately, we can't track down the informant, Comer replied. We're hopeful that the informant is still there. The whistleblower knows the informant. The whistleblower is very credible. Hold on one second, Congressman. Did you just say that the whistleblower or the informant is now missing? Well, we're hopeful that we can find the informant, Comer said, explaining the informant was in the spy business, and they don't make a habit of being seen a lot. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's like James Bond. He's hanging out with Q, building gadgets. It's diff. Just disappeared. Up and just vanished. Maybe he got abducted by aliens. Went to another dimension. That's possible. Could be at a deep underground military base. Could be. Or I, I hear they have like tunnels in be, in between them. Yeah, maybe he's he can, he's in the dumb that's built underneath. You can Colorado yeah, you can airport have, like Denver. There's trains that go in, yeah. in between them. Denver Mag, maglevs and whatnot. <laughs> or he's dead, and he got thrown into a wood chipper into the Gulf of Mexico. Or just throwing the Gulf of Mexico. Well, they want to make sure. Wood chipper, you know. It's done. I guess take, I wasn't. Take him out on a yacht. I wasn't trying to say that that wasn't an anti-effective You take him out way. on a yacht in the Gulf and. You wouldn't have to. But yeah. You wouldn't have to. There we go. Just take him out. Yeah, I guess. 50 miles and kick his ass off. But that's some mobster shit. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of these things happen to the Clintons. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Where informants and eyewitnesses just up and committed suicide with a shotgun to the face yeah, and then 12 times. Stories to try to derail presidential campaigns that are completely false. and Or fucking defraud a bunch of retirees out of money in a development area in Arkansas. <laughs> Whatever, just yeah, you know you more know, about that store than I do. store uh, pers- or uh, classified emails on personal computers. Send them on unsecure networks. Visit Bohemian Grove. Mm. Right, 
find the Lolita Express. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, lots of stuff that they got. Lifestyles of the rich and the famous. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what was it? The hell was it? Jeremy. I don't know. Wasn't it Jeremy? I don't remember. Oh, gosh. Is that all we got tonight? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. So. Working men. Yep, we got stuff going on. Weather's getting nice. Yeah, it's nice. That means we got more things to do. Got some stuff growing. Mm-hmm. About to try out Pat Milich's soil savior on the garden. See what Are that's you? all about. Nice. Mm-hmm. Find out what's up. Yeah. So I'll keep you all posted on that. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out myself. I would. Anyways, we really appreciate y'all listening. Uh, y'all? It, y'all listening. I thought we were the Iowa talk guys. You're right. We appreciate you all <laughs> listening. Thank you. Is that better? Yeah. Mr. Mouth. Well, we're the we're Iowa, a, we're the Iowa yeah, talk guys. Yeah, Mr. Word of Mouth. Word of... <laughs> so, all right, you got me there. Yeah, all right. We're an Iowa boy. <laughs> all right, sorry. Maybe, so, I'll, maybe I'll say it more, more like this. Word of Mouth. There you go. <laughs> I'll say it more Midwestern. Yeah. Like ludicrous. Yeah. Word of mouth. Mouth. <laughs> That's how you've been saying it. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we really appreciate everybody listening. If you guys could please like, share, subscribe. Five-star rating. Give us a rating. Five-star rating. Whatever rating you want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Preferably five star. That'd be cool. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah, anyway. regardless. But hey, pointers are helpful. Absolutely. Like it. And if you guys can please share with your friends and family and anybody else, coworkers that you might think and would enjoy hearing us ramble. Right. Br- bring you the news. Tell your ma. Tell your pa. Your grandma. Grandpa. Cousin Louie. Yeah, and your cousin Susie. And always remember. Don't eat the yellow cake. And if you want to be on the show, send us an email. Don't eat the yellow cake at Iowa Talk Guys on Twitter. Don't drink the Kool-Aid or eat the yellow snow. Iowa Talk Guys out. Out. Hi. Good night, everybody.